That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is Commissioner Cooper and a little hungover from Vegas. But let me tell you, we are ready to rumble. It is draft weekend. We've been all over the U.S. during our summer tour. We've done some great things in Canton. It's all leading up to this moment, draft weekend. And we are here to set your lineup straight. And in fact, this I'm sorry, we had to change things up a little bit on the intro. So no more summer tour. We are now in a TSS fantasy season. Let's get it. It's time for TSS fantasy. Being a football player, you don't have to take a shower to go to work. There it is. You're on mute, sir. <laughs> All the excitement in the new intro, I forgot to even bring you guys in today. I mean, I am truly Vegas hungover. All right, well, let's get things started. We're going to welcome into our studio. He's dressed up, so I got to call him out first. It's the judge. He's here. Jordan Thomas, welcome to the studio, sir. For the record, it is a gavel. I'm not happy to see any of you guys. And Cooper, come on, baby. You got home on Monday. You're still hungover? Oh, I mean, listen, I want to go on. No one cares about my long time in Vegas. But listen, at 47 years old, I was just happy to make it back. All right, well, let's welcome into the studio, Nick, you got Flandern Macaronis. Yeah, you know, uh, some of us weren't as lucky as somebody on the show in v Vegas, but all of us had a good time. We sure did, indeed. Let's welcome in, back from his piano bar, Justin Jesus Herrero. Welcome in, sir. So I'm, uh, I'm expecting one of you boys hit it big on the craps table, right? Somebody hit it <laughs> big on, on the blackjack? No, we got I got two grand in blackjack though. Believe it or not, me and me and Mary Jane as a team, believe it was it was nice. It was a, it was a good night. We we stayed up all night, had a true Vegas experience. It was a lot of fun, my friend. Wow, that that's what's up, Coop. I love it. The Cooper family taking it in Vegas. Love it, guys. I'm excited to be here, and it's it's funny to find out that Cooper is still hungover. Come on, bro. Get some Pedialyte in your life, and let's get on with this shit. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it took me a couple days to – I think I'm good now. I just kind of put that up there for fun. But it took me a couple days, honestly, to kind of get back into the, into the swing of things. So, all right. Well, listen, Travis Sumter checking in. Thank you so much, sir. We appreciate you being in tonight. We're going to get things started here shortly. Don't forget, go to TSSFantasy.com. We got some updated rankings for you. It's draft weekend. 
print our print print those damn bad boys out. I actually have a. I'm going down for a draft tomorrow. Printing my own rankings out just to show them. I'm actually going down as champ too. So I figured to kind of throw it in their face. Have my own rankings to show to show out for them. Also, don't forget. Um, go to our sponsors. Go to Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code TSS. They have a new special coming out. Not only will they double your deposit. They're going to have a new weekly thing that they're going to do for a new um, sign-up. So don't don't forget to check that out. It's a you get a free bet essentially is what they're doing for our, their new customers. So make sure you go check that out. Also, yeah, not too free bad. beds, free free beds. No, I love a bed. <laughs> Underdogs giving beds to the homeless. <laughs> you know we're back, we're back from Vegas, baby. You know it. All right, and then don't forget um, go to Jazz Sportsbooks. Lots of great promos there. It's it's that time of the season. Make sure you get signed up. Also, don't forget Pro Am Belts. Use that promo. Excuse me, not promo code with them. But yo, check out Pro Am Belts. They got all your championship bling for your fantasy championships. I don't know why that came up. That was random. Um, also, don't forget we are going to be doing this week. My internet's really slow, so I hit it. I hit that thing to go off, and it's like three hours later. Um, don't forget this Sunday. Actually, speaking of pro am belts, I'm kind of screwing up my promos here, but I did want to make sure we shouted this out. We did raise over three hundred dollars for uh, Dan Marino's found uh, autism foundation. We're going to be doing a charity auction, so. Um, it's TSS gives a shit. No, I'm just kidding. Um, TSS cares. It's our charity draft. Um, we got lots of great people involved. The Dynasty Hour, the Blanc Blitz. Brian will be on in a minute uh, from the injured list. Tip Major, PSR, Armchair Athletics, the law offices of Corey Cohen, uh, Fourth and Flex, High and Low Sports, MB's, uh, excuse me, Dan Mater's Fantasy, and Fantasy in Frames. All joining up to donate to Dan Marino's foundation. We'll be doing a charity draft. We'll take a look at that on Monday during our predictions. And the winner will get a Pro-Am belt design, excuse me, a design Pro-Am belts championship belt for their team, uh, whatever their their podcast or for the law office of Corey Cohen um, as well. They're going to put their logos on there. So we want to thank Pro-Am belts. And everyone that sponsored into that, it's going to be a lot of fun for us to do this Sunday. All right, guys. Well, we got some things to talk about. Let's freaking go. It's Travis Sumter. He is ready to party. Let's get this started tonight. We're going to start out with some news. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. Someone's unhappy. <laughs> Someone needs a Snickers. Well, speaking of unhappy, way to, way to really segue in there, Nick. Speaking of unhappy, Jonathan Taylor. Like, what in the heck is going on? I know the judge has got a whole little fantasy court coming up on Jonathan Taylor. But prior to that, let's talk about this situation. Jim Ursay basically putting the, putting the skids on any type of trade. Um, wasn't enough from what we're hearing, wasn't even a second round uh, pick offered, which seems kind of crazy to me. But what we've heard is the Dolphins and the Packers were both ready to uh, make Jonathan Taylor one of the highest paid running backs in the league, just couldn't make it happen with the Colts. Um, so let's kick it around the room. Your thoughts on this situation. 
Justin, I'll start with you because I know the judge got a whole little segment on it. So, we'll Justin, we'll we'll get in with you first. What do you feel about JT um, uh, staying put? Do you think he might go anywhere? And if so, where? You're on mute. You're on mute. Yeah. So he'll probably end up staying put for the season, trying to take off next year. Uh, there's no point in holding out because then you're just in the same situation. You know, it just rolls over. So um, for them, the Colts, the best thing they can do is learn from the Jacobs and the Barkley situation and go, hey, let's offer $12 million for like two or three years and see if we can keep this guy happy. Uh, as far as Jonathan Taylor goes, from what I heard, the Colts wanted Jalen Waddle plus picks. Uh, I think Jim Ursay was never intending to trade Jonathan Taylor based off of what he was asking the Dolphins because that's a freaking insane offer to begin with. I mean, not only was Jonathan Taylor a second-round pick, Jalen Waddle was a first-round pick, but Jalen Waddle has consistently been one of the best receivers in the league while Jonathan Taylor just came off his worst year maybe playing football ever. I mean, he had a streak going to the last season of not even being injured going back to high school, maybe even Pop Warner. So, yeah, I don't think Jim Irsay never ever had the idea he was going to trade him. So I just – I don't know where this is going to go. I just hope for some of my fantasy teams he plays some of the season. Indeed. I mean, it seems like it's hurting the NFL more than anything else, as fantasy players also. Nick, what say you? I think he's hurting you a little bit, isn't he? Yeah, um, he's uh, what you call it. Uh, Ursa, I'm, I want to touch off what what Justin said. I just think he just, like I said, I think he just wanted to be spite spiteful. Um, the guy, the guy already ran Andrew Luck out of the league because he couldn't fix his offensive line, and uh, Andrew Luck had his neck wrung every sing- single time he he uh, dropped back the pass. Um, he just said, "Look, I'm just gonna." digging my heels and I don't care who I get offered. I'm not trading you anywhere. So he said he, he poorly wanted a first round round pick. I'll bet you he didn't review the offers. He just told Ballard, tell him no, tell him no. So he just wanted this. He, so he just wanted to tell uh, Taylor, I'm running this You're You're not, you're mine. So uh, he's going to hurt his own team because he's got a rookie quarterback. I mean, the GM even came out and said, we got a guy who basically has no idea what the hell he's doing. We we have a we have we have a disarray of a backfield. We're gonna suck, but we're gonna ride it out. And uh, I'm sorry to to our fans that our that our owner is a petulant child. <laughs> I like it. All right, uh, Jordan, do you want to comment? I know we have a whole fancy court on your uh, on your thoughts on this, but is there something else you want to chime in? But prior to your Yeah, I got some time with Mr. Taylor this week, so you guys will see that later. But, you know, I got to say for the well-prepared fantasy owner, this is a blessing, fellas, because all of you guys are rostering Taylor and you are going to pay for it. Whereas guys like me with zero shares, he can stay out as long as he wants. I I don't know if he plays at all this year, uh, just being honest. And uh, yeah, I'm glad I did not take that gamble in any of my leagues. Nick takes that comment to heart, and so does your cat. All right, let's bring in Brian. He is waiting in the wings. We got some injury news. We got to get you ready for draft weekend. Let's bring him in.
Well, well look. Like the judge took a break to take care of the kitty cat. <laughs> I was like the kitty cat. I was wondering what that comment was all about. <laughs> like whoop! He had to he had to pause the camera. The cat was whooping his ass real quick. Yeah, yeah the right. I, I love how still temporarily. We we could still hear him over there. You can still hear the scratches and shit. <laughs> <laughs> the cat getting kicked to the ground. <laughs> all right, Bry, we got to get ready for retrap weekend here. Tell us about all these injuries that just kind of hit us right in the mouth as we were getting ready to draft. Well, I'm not only looking forward to the weekend here, but I'm also looking forward to next week when the NFL season kicks off and week one starts. And um, the 53-man rosters have been set, and that's been a big deal. Uh, it changed from years past where they went down uh, two times from 84 uh, down to eight, uh, 75, down to 53 or whatever it was. So um, a lot of guys got uh, tossed into the wind. But since you guys were talking about Jonathan Taylor, I want to bring up a, a good point here. Um, you know, he he's on PUP, and he's on IR to start the season, which means he's going to be out for four weeks no matter what was happening. And if you ask me, this is purely a power play on the part of the Colts to, to basically shelve him so they can try and trade him. I don't think this has anything at all to do with his ankle injury. I think they used a little loophole in the rules um, with this questionable back thing that he came into camp with and were able to uh, weasel his their way um, with putting him on the pup list and uh, basically holding him hostage. So unfortunate for him. I have a feeling that this might ruffle some feathers um, with the NFL, PA, and possibly the league, and we might see some changes that won't allow for stuff like that to happen in the future. So, um, But in keeping with that theme, um, you know, another player that ended up on IR suddenly was Jeff Wilson. And apparently uh, Mike McDaniel said he's got some weird type of midsection in injury and like finger injuries or something. He made this weird comment and was quoted as saying that, well, we're not going to put him out there until we know he can protect himself and be the Jeff Wilson that we know him to be. And it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever from an injuries perspective um, why a guy wouldn't be able to uh, play and protect himself in the NFL. I mean, that just doesn't sound at all legitimate to me. So I'm not sure what's going on with that. I Again, I think this is purely a play on their part to be able to finagle their roster to their advantage. Um, because one thing that's you have to remember is um, how all of this stuff affects the roster and the, the team's abilities to make roster moves throughout the season pulling players off of the practice squad, putting players on IR, taking them off. There's a lot of rules that go into all that. And unfortunately, when it comes to injuries, a lot of decisions aren't necessarily based purely on the injury itself. Um, the things you don't hear about that are going on behind the scenes a lot of times have to do with roster decisions, salaries, bonus structures, all that other stuff actually plays into it quite a bit. And I think in Jeff Wilson's case, this is more than uh, the injury. I think this is something to do with some roster moves that they need to make. Um, so he's going to be out for four weeks to start the season. But uh, two players coming, or I should say one big player coming off the pup was uh, Wandale Robinson, the Giants wide receiver. He's coming off an ACL injury. He's about 10 or 11 months out. And um, he was one of the guys that I thought actually had a really good chance to be ready week one. He had a very, um, uh, a very specific injury. It was purely the ACL. He didn't have any structural damage in the knee. That's one of the best uh, circumstances you could have for an ACL injury. Uh, he was able to practice with uh, on the side, so he didn't get any game action. He wasn't able to get any live action 
um, and team practices. So I don't necessarily think he's going to be thrown right in week one, but he is available technically. Um, so look for him to ramp up his activity and be at least available uh, should they need him um, for the Giants. Um, big questions I've been getting this week, obviously center around Cooper Cup and his hamstring. And, um, you know, we I've spoken about it many times on this show. I, I posted uh, about it many times before on social media. Hamstring injuries are, are a very difficult injury to deal with. Uh, when you start getting older and you start uh, going further into your career uh, and you have this type of an injury, it makes it that much more difficult to come back from. They're very easily aggravated. And when you see them in the preseason, that just spells trouble um, heading into the regular season. Because if you cannot get yourself right uh, and you have a setback, the likelihood is it's going to be a nagging thing all season. So this does not bode well for Cooper Cup. He had several weeks to prepare. I was actually very hopeful that he would be ready because initially they said the injury was pretty mild. Uh, but it must have been a lot more than they probably let on or than we thought because uh, he didn't even barely make it do much and he already had a setback. So how much longer he's going to be out now is really anyone's guess. Um, I already think in at least three weeks since he went down with the first one, even more. So we anticipate it might be at least that long again. Um, so definitely something you're going to have to watch. Now, they didn't put him on IR, so he technically – will be available whenever he's ready. Uh, if that's before week four, then great. Um, but who knows? Yeah, crazy. The one comment I just want to make, the Jeff Wilson thing, with America's running backs, um, it's strange to me how that popped up. And Mike McDaniels was like, well, we hope to have him back before the end of the year. Like, And it just came out of nowhere. Meanwhile, I'm telling people, Jeff Wilson's the starter in Miami. So, how <laughs> do I know? Yeah, I agree, man. It was it came out of the blue. I wasn't expecting it. Uh, I hadn't really heard anything about him during the, in the off season here about any major injuries that he was dealing with. Um, I mean, guys got little minor uh, nicks and scratches and dings all over, um, but uh, nothing that I thought was serious. And and just like I said, the description of the injury, the quote that he was quoted as saying, Mike McDaniel, uh, it just sounds really kind of uh, suspect. I think there's more to that story. Uh, again, I think it purely has to do with some type of roster um, configuration issues or something like they're trying to to kind of pull the carpet out from somebody on. So who knows, man? Maybe all those uh, running back rumors, Dalvin Cook, Jonathan Taylor, maybe that unfortunately kind of wear, weighed in a little bit on him. Um, he said, what do you think of JSN returning to practice yesterday, Travis Humber? Yeah, so, um, I mean, great to see. Uh, but let's, um, again, like I say quite often with stuff, uh, let's pump the brakes a little bit. You know, he had a cast or a, a splint at the very least on his um, arm, uh, which looked like it incorporated his thumb, which makes me wonder whether I was right about whether or not he had a scaphoid fracture that they had to fix, because that's what I thought it was. And that's usually how you splint those uh, after surgery. Um, he was, you know, practicing on the side. He wasn't doing anything live. He had nobody defending him. Um, everybody just slow down. Uh, they said maybe three weeks. I'm thinking closer to four. He might be available week one. Um, but he, until he sees some live action, uh, I would be very cautious about starting him. He might be available. He might suit up, but he might not get much playing time. It's going to be a whole different thing when he's out there being covered with guys slapping at his hand and <laughs> him trying to catch it he's still going to have to play with some type of brace so how effective he will be is really going to be um very questionable 
Yeah, and as a rookie, it would make sense to kind of ease him back, quite frankly. So until that bone's fully healed, I know that's kind of tricky how small those bones are as well. Um, All right, Bri. Well, we appreciate you. We will see you all season long. So make sure everyone tunes in to Brian and the Injured List podcast. Got lots of great stuff that he'll have, and he'll be with us um, on Sunday mornings. You'll see Brian with us all season long, bringing you the latest in injuries. Um, Bri, where else can we find you at? Well, so pay close attention to my social uh, social media posts, especially on Twitter at, at InjuredListPod. Um, you know, don't forget during the week, the um, practice reports come out. Uh, game status reports, though, are going to be the big thing you're going to look out for. Those come out Wednesday by 4 p.m. for Thursday games, Thursday at 4 p.m. for Friday, uh, for Saturday games, Saturday 4 p.m. for Sunday games, and so on. Uh, Saturday, they come out for Monday games. So throughout the weekend, you're going to be seeing numerous reports, and I'll be having some updates from that, from basically from Wednesday going forward. So pay attention to my social media posts. Pay attention indeed, Bright. All your information is truly valuable. Appreciate you coming in. We will see you soon. And we're going to send you out with Judge Jordan's Fantasy Court. And like I said, he's got Jonathan Taylor on tap tonight. So let's check that out. Bri, we appreciate you. My pleasure. What you are about to witness is real. This court is now in session. You may be seated. Today, we would like to call to the stand former fantasy superstar and running back of the Indianapolis Colts, Mr. Jonathan Taylor. Mr. Taylor, you are summoned to this court today and hereby charged with extortion stemming from demanding a trade out of Indianapolis and poking the bear that is Jim Ursay. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Mr. Taylor, these accusations are brought to you not only by the Indianapolis Colts, but also by the fantasy community. As you have taken a terrible situation with the Colts and somehow made it even worse. What you did was impulsive, capricious, and melodramatic, but it was also wrong. While, like yourself, fantasy managers would love to see you traded out of Indianapolis and put into a better position, all you've done is ensure that your captor, Jim Ursay, will double down and make sure that you never see the light of day on the fantasy football field this season. You're going to mind me. Like- Mr. Taylor... We all know that you're an incredibly gifted back, so much so that people would love to select you number one overall. However, due to this pissing match with Ursay that you are going to inevitably lose, your draft stock has plummeted, and this judge won't even touch you at your current cost. In fact, I would advise not drafting or rostering you at all. I'm not sure if you'll even play this season. Ew! Mr. Taylor... You are hereby found guilty of extorting the Indianapolis Colts. However, this court has decided to take it easy on you. We are giving you a full season of probation, since running away in Indianapolis is much worse than any punishment this court could let you. This court is adjourned.
You gonna mind me. Great way to go, Judge. That's Jonathan Taylor. He is guilty, but on probation. Gotta love it. All right, guys. Well, it's redraft weekend. What we're gonna do is something a little different. I know, you know, we've done the drafts and all that. We've done those a few times. Let's do things a little different tonight. I thought we've already had a draft, the draft in Vegas. I put those names out so everyone can be protected. We're going to go through the draft. Like first, we're going to do a couple rounds, see if uh, go through them, see what guys could have done differently. And then we'll kind of judge the teams. That's why we got the judge here tonight. So let's talk a little redraft strategy. All right, I'm going to go through the first couple rounds. We'll bring them up. I'm just going to ask, um, you know, the first couple's going to be kind of like, you know, it is what it is, right? You know, we, you've seen this before. But remember, this is a standard draft. This is literally the missionary of, of fantasy football drafts. I mean, you are standard. There's no PPR. Is there anything that I'll ask Justin right off the bat that they, when I tell you that, that kind of throws you a little loop there? Uh, no, I mean, this is this is about as, uh, as generic as it gets here. I will say whoever put Joe Mixon in their second round is going bold right there. Somebody thinks a lot of Joe Mixon. Somebody thinks really highly of a guy who's really not efficient. Uh, Josh Allen, that's that's kind of a little tricky one there. It's always tricky because it's kind of like kicker, you know, who's going to start that chain reaction, right? Who's going to be the first motherfucker who get a quarterback and then will everybody else follow suit or will there just be like this dead zone where it's like, nah, we're not going to take your bait. We're not going to go Jalen Hurts and all these other guys afterwards. But yeah, I mean, first two rounds looks like a pretty generic draft to me. Looks like everybody that got taken should have been taken and Outside of mixing, to me, there's no real surprises. Jordan, anything grabs you? Yeah, a lot of what Justin said. I mean, uh, couldn't be me drafting Mixon in the second. I'm also not touching Jonathan Taylor, who's missing at least four games in the second. Um, I'm surprised that Austin Eckler went as high as he did in this particular format if it's not uh, PPR. And I just want to say, guys, like I totally get why you're keeping me and Justin out of this league now because I'm pretty sure we would absolutely run this thing. There we go. Yeah, there, there, there's no this. doubt. There's no doubt. Here, here's this here's this shit talk gotta love it all right let's go three and four let's check this these couple rounds out um you know well you know again so uh, we start to get started to see a few of the blue marks so the quarterbacks are coming off here a little bit um nick how about you anything that grabs you out of round three and four here uh round three uh, I was surprised at how, at how high Miles Sanders went. Uh, I, th I thought he was going to, I thought he was going to fall. And then in round four, um, look at that James Conner. He went, he went a little high. Uh, actually, if you want to go pick 10, 11, 12, I thought those guys went, went much higher than, than what they should have. But for the rest of the draft, it, it went pretty well. Uh, 
let's say the guy that took Bryce, uh, Bryce Hall uh, with Brees Hall rather 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 with his in, injury went a little high, but I mean not not terrible, especially I think that that was his second running back anyhow. So it's pretty much chalk. All right, Jordan, what do you say? Travis Sumter said it best for me. Fuck these quarterbacks. Like, why Why the need to draft these quarterbacks in a single QB league like this? Man, I'm waiting all day. I'm loading up on those wide receivers and those running backs, and I am stunned that Ramondre Stevenson fell all the way down to the fourth round. I mean, there's a good handful of backs right there. I wouldn't touch before Stevenson, particularly in this format. So uh, that one shocks me quite a bit. I think that's probably the best value I see. And I'm just going to say straight up, I'll take who you guys picked in round three over who you guys picked in round two, because y'all did way better that round. <laughs> I think the Ezekiel Elliott factor in, into the uh, Ramondre. Who is out. scared of Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott in 2023? Apparently a little too much Zeke for Ramondre lovers. <clears throat> All right, let's go to round five and six. Um, Justin, I'm going to get you in on this one. That's why I was figuring we don't want to be here all night if everyone's commenting. Um, round five and six, again, um, not as, again, about the same amount of blue, but they're not as frequent, but a little bit of red here. So starting to see some tight ends coming off the board now. Um, Justin, what do you say here? Is give me some highs and lows around five and six. Uh, this is this is kind of a little bit weird. You got Calvin Ridley going in round five. You got, I mean, we we have Khalil Herbert going here. We have Brian Robinson in the next round. Like you can totally tell. No offense to you guys, but you can totally tell this is an over forty draft because you guys still are sticking with the go hyper running back role to where running backs literally are a true dead zone in round six. We're like, it's like, it's like, God, it looks ugly. There's so much, there's so much green that I wish I was in a bank right now to cash in on it. But um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's definitely interesting to see. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to see, you know, Hawkinson and you know this is the per this is probably the appropriate round four quarterbacks and you're starting to get to that you know end of the line of the top tier top five type of guys here so it's definitely uh it's interesting to see how you guys valued this draft and you guys kind of all you know bounced off each other in this I would say because there was man there were so many running backs in that first round and that first two rounds I was like whoa what are we that doing is here that is a classic. My league has always done it that way. Um, that is how I, I have personally always drafted, um, you know, quite frankly. And, you know, I, they're just all co under my coaching tree, quite frankly. So let's go to round seven, eight. Um, let's go. Oops, my bad. I don't know what I did there. Round seven and eight. Don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain. Um, seven and eight here. We still got a little bit of green and we got two off the board. Jordan, what do you think around seven and eight? Wonder who got that guy. <laughs> so, so definitely a much, definitely a much better job of color coding the picks this time. It looks like a lot more accurate than the last slide. Um, man, <laughs> the guy, the guy that is Hold rocking two. Hold, Hold on a second. You have multiple fucking times made made many fucking remarks about my graphics. 
bitch. When you start doing them, then you got something to fucking say. All right. Uh, hey i am not the graphics maker you brought in the judge it is my job to judge your work tonight and i'm sorry cooper you're getting an f now back to what i was doing round eight whoever got to a tag of Iloa in this round after all these other quarterbacks i really like it and i've got to in so many damn leagues he's the ultimate hell mary to me he's he's super boomer bust um again Going back to the quarterback comment, I feel like this this run of tight ends is a little bit unnecessary here, um, but I guess you got to play the draft board the way it falls. Yeah, uh, there was a definite big tight end run. Wait till you uh, see. He plays for America's team, Travis. You know that. Um, yeah, you're going to see in a little bit, and I know you're really going to say something. There was a huge defense run, too. It oh, my gosh. Insane. Oh, it was, it was ridiculous. I couldn't believe what was happening. But, Justin, what do you say for seven and eight uh, highs and lows here? Um, yeah, yeah whoever got – No, nah, whoever, whoever got Brandon Ayuk and then next round got Michael Thomas or, well, probably next round got Jahan Dotson, it looks like. Yeah. A plus for you, sir. A plus for you. Oh, actually, my bad. Whatever. I was I was thinking like it goes snake and comes back, but it's not. Um. Anyways, whoever got Brandon Ayuk, whoever got Deshaun or, da- or Jahan Dotson in round eight, you guys are you guys are playing the game right. Um. Everybody else, Jesus freaking Christ, this tight end run is miserable. Cole Komet, Dalton Schultz, Njoku. Oh my God! Right after Goddard too. Just kick the can all the way to the end. Don't even fall for it. Um, yeah. And then whoever picked that Tua guy, man, the way that it was going, you should have just got Herbert and just fucking bit the bullet around earlier. Well, that's like the, the Miami Dolphins. You should have just got Herbert and bit. All right, here's round nine and ten. Um, again, I don't even want to go to Justin because you know, all he's got to do is talk shit. So, Jordan, what say you? And here's, I won't. Didn't I get the- reprimanded last segment for talking too much shit? <laughs> he, he literally got called out for talking there's, shit. There's too much. There's just all kind of shit talk tonight. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna defend my fantasy Jesus. It's just because we're super butthurt. We can't be in this league. We haven't hit the age limit uh-huh. threshold yet, but we'll get there one day. You guys um, weren't in Vegas. That's what it was. I, I love. Uh, I love that somebody got Antonio Gibson here in the 10th. Oh, wait, no, this is this is standard. That's why Brian Robinson went four rounds too early. That makes way more sense. Um, yeah, not a lot of surprises here. I think Michael Pittman is a, a good value in this area. Um, I, I love Samaj P. Ryan with a little bit of a dice roll there um, if Javante Williams isn't back to 100%. Um, and, uh, man, I've got Elijah Moore, I think, on every single team I have. So love that pick in the 10th. Let's go to 11 and 12. Let's get this puppy rolling here. Justin, what say you in rounds 11 and 12? This is that defense run that I mentioned earlier. It started back way back in the back, and now – and we even got our first kicker in round 12. What do you say? Ooh-wee. Um, yeah, this, this defensive run. Who picks the Chargers over the Eagles? What? Did you not watch football last year? Like, what, what are we doing here? 
So somebody must be a Chargers fan in this in this draft because I don't think anybody charger puts the Chargers over the Eagles, the Bills, or even the Ravens. No, Come I'm on, not, I'm not gonna mention his name, Justin, but he's the most irrelevant player in our league. <laughs> hey, don't talk about Hall of Fame Freddie like that. It was definitely not Hall of Fame Freddie. I'll Hall tell you that Fame much. Freddy. It was not Hall of Fame Freddie. Give Freddie's gold jacket. Like <laughs> Freddie don't make moves like that. <laughs> Freddie wait, wait. makes all the moves, baby. Which team selected Kelsey? That's how we know that it was Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, he actually, I don't think he got him. Maybe he did. I can't even remember. But all right, let's go to round 13 and 14. Move this puppy along here. Um, Jordan, any big reaches here? Anything you like here? I love the Jake Ferguson in round 13. That guy's going to be a weekly starter for whoever drafted him. Um, I love a lot of the the round 14 picks. I, I love Roshan Johnson. Um, I think Kenneth Gainwell's a decent flyer. Um, uh, Luke Musgraves. But I did want to make a comment in round 12. You know, you guys were hating on the pick of Justin Tucker in the 12th round. I still think that's a better value than Joe Mixon in the second. <laughs> Very much. Very much. <laughs> That's phenomenal. This guy Justin wants to you on this round. Who the hell picks a kicker in round 12? I don't think I have to say anything other than what Judge Jordan said. That was amazing. I think he put it, he, he killed that one nicely. All right, let's go to the last 15 and 16. It's kind of we're rounding out the squads here. Uh, any anything you guys see here that you like? I guess uh, Jordan. What say you? On this one, um, I, I feel like this is just a, <laughs> a a drunk guy in a bar throwing darts at a board. There's there's a whole lot of like grossness yeah, you, you, you in this area. The started to pick up on this one. Somebody yeah. had way too many Jack and Cokes. <laughs> Deontay Foreman got drafted in a draft in 2023, fellas. That's all I have to say about these rounds. Listen, I, I can't. I'm so glad that I, I made sure everyone from the league, I was like, hey, make sure you guys watch tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, we just got eight up, fellas. All right. Well, listen, we're going to take a quick commercial break, go to Underdog Fantasy. When we come back, we're going to bring these teams up as a whole. Now, I have to apologize. I brought them up, and I think they made a couple roster moves, too, so whatever. And it's the it's whatever their team is now, we're going to judge those teams, um, check them out, and see what we could have done here better. Let's go. Fantasy Sports Apparently, and Underdog Fantasy have teamed up to start your fantasy season off in the win column with Best Ball. What is Best Ball? It's quite simply the easiest way to win. No team management, no trades, no waivers. It's their biggest contest ever and it has only gotten bigger. You simply have to sit and win. You don't even have to set your lineup. Always get your best score every week. Just enter a contest, draft your team, and Underdog will do the rest. What could make this even better? How about free money? Up to $100 using our exclusive promo code. Go online now and use the promo code TSS to double your deposit up to $100. You tell them Gingerbread sent you. Good girl. I love that when the jester comes back, he's got a nickname already made. Hall of Fame Freddy. All right, here we go. Let's judge these teams now. We got the judge here. We're going to check the teams out as they're constructed. 
Justin and Nick, of course, chime in as you like. This is team one. They got Pat Mahomes, Jordan Love as their QBs. Justin Jefferson as their first pick came around with Mari Cooper. You got like the receivers here, not too shabby. Um, the running backs could be a little better. This is standard. Um, you know, Cole Komet's had some decent games. He's okay. You know, it is what it is. Defense, whatever. Jordan, let's say you get, or excuse me, you're going to be last on this. Justin, let's say you. How many how many players do you have in your league? Twelve. It's twelve. It's 12. Well, I'm sorry to team one, but this is the team that makes me want to barf. I mean, yeah, I mean, you look at you look at their running backs, bro. It's it's all second tier guys. It's like guys, I'm like, I'm like not even drafting you until you're my RB three. Maybe Travis Etienne is my RB two. Come on now. Justin Jefferson can't deny it. Best goat right now. But Amari Cooper, Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton's a sneaky play for a couple weeks. All right. Gabe Davis. It seems like you're kind of fishing for the mediocrity to be better here. Kadarius, Tony, that's really fishing for the mediocrity there. And then Komet, Coop. I just don't know where he came out other than Patrick Mahomes and Justin Jefferson. I don't know where he came out. Did he get any all-stars on this team? Oh, Nick. <laughs> Nick, what's your quick comment on this? <laughs> uh, for the for the respect of the owners that I'm competing against, I will not say anything. <laughs> okay, I just want to make sure you were just sitting there. You wanted to chime in. All right, no, well, Judge, Judge, you're here, my friend. Judge said, "Team, uh, it's A, B, or F. Those are our uh, choices here. What say you? How Definitely you A, B, or F." Definitely not the first two. Um, this uh, I, I don't know what else to add that Justin didn't, but but yeah, that running back room is that running back room would be rough in a PPR format. It's even worse in a standard format. That one gets an F, and that was Yikes. my mouse, not my uh, stand. Do, do we get to find out whose teams these are? Like, is there a reveal? Yeah, it should that? be like a reveal. Like, the shimmer goes to, like, a face. <laughs> we can tell you in private. We can tell the you in names, private. The names have been protected. No, I will I will reveal. Uh, I will reveal when we're done. All right, team number two. If you like team one, you're going to love team two. Justin Herbert and Russell Wilson at QB. Not bad. Now, here's where a little bit of week in the running game with Miles Sanders um, James Conner, you mentioned Montgomery, Ch Chuba Hubbard, um, Jamar Chase, um, and A.J. Brown. So some great receivers there. He's got Pickens as well that could pick up. Um, no pun intended. Dobbs, Hodgins, Woods, Schultz, uh, Chargers, D. Justin, what do you think? Uh, I mean, this is much better than the first team. But, I mean, it's still kind of that borderline BF range. Because it's like once you get past the first two names, you're just like, What? Chuba Hubbard? Is Keontae Ingram even on a team? Like, can somebody figure that one out? Jamie, can you tell me that? <laughs> and then uh, I'm, I'm supposing it's single QB. So, you know, Herbert's great. Russell Wilson's going to be a great backup. Uh, yeah. This is just a little bit above the first team. All right. Well, Judge, what, do you, what grade shall we give team two? So in the honors of my my good dear friend and uh, teacher, Penn Flanders, I, I'm going to start grading this on a scale. 
Um, so this one is light years ahead of the last team. Um, there's at least starting players on this roster. I don't love James Conner. I don't love David Montgomery, but they'll accidentally fall in the end zone at least a couple of times this season. Um, not as good at quarterback, but I don't think it really matters. I will give this one the lowest I can give is a B, right? Other than an F. Correct. We're going to go with an F. <laughs> this is a fun night. This is a fun night. <laughs> Some people. Let's go to team number three. All right, here we go. Now, this is what I, you know, I kind of like the way this team's constructed a bit here. We got, you got Deshaun. I like him this year. Um, Christian McCaffrey going big with the running backs. Alexander Madison, you know how I feel about J.K. Dobbins. Um, Eli Mitchell, Singletary. The receivers are okay. Not bad here. Garrett Wilson could have a great year. Amante Brown's great. Uh, Calvin Ridley could have a great year. Elijah Moore, we talked about him in every draft. And I love Mims, too. So good um, all the way through our receivers for me. Tight ends, um, okay, and, you know, whatever. All right, so, Justin, what do you say? <laughs> whatever. This is a team. You've got Christian McCaffrey. you got your workhorse back. Then you got your two guys that are below him, and rightfully so, Madison Dobbins. You've got your backup, your handcuff for your workhorse, and then you've got your wild card in Singletary. Garrett Wilson, Amon Ross St. Brown, perfect start. Calvin Ridley, which I think was in the fifth, great addition to that. Like chef's kiss on that one. That was that wide receiver core, already the best one that I've seen so far. And then you add on Elijah Moore and Marvin Mims, two absolute wild cards who have tons of upside. And then Njoku, I already shit on that pick, but Greg Dulcich, I like him too. I think he's going to be um, something in that Broncos offense, especially with Judy gone. Yeah, and quarterbacks, you got two running quarterbacks. That's awesome. That's more yards, more touchdowns. I like what this guy was thinking. I think – was yeah. this Greg? We can't, can't reveal yet. Can't reveal yet. But uh, th I will say this is one of the better franchises in our league. He always picks pretty well. Uh, Judge, what do you say? Yeah, lots of options on this team. I, I like it a lot as well. Um, I, I think there's going to be some figuring it out at RB2, but I think most good rosters have that specific issue, and I think it's very indicative that this is a, a really good squad. I'm going to give this a B plus. A B plus indeed. It did their best, Travis is absolutely wrong on the Richardson over Watson. Don't don't listen to this boy. <laughs> listen, he's still he's still allowed his opinion, sir. All right, let's go to team four. <laughs> let's go to team four here. All right, so you got Dak Prescott and Matt Stafford as his backup. Derrick Henry, the king, is there. Um, he's got Damian Pierce, um, Jamal Williams, and Devonta Foreman. He's got Devonta Adams, uh, DK Metcalf, Keenan Allen. Um, so some decent receivers here as well. Got some uh, two good tight ends um, there. For some reason, has two kickers. Can't figure that quite out yet. Um, but other than that, a pretty decent squad. Justin, what do you say? 
Yeah, so uh, obviously he didn't spend up on his quarterback position, went for mediocrity there. But you know what? He made up for it with King Henry, uh, Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, Deontay Johnson, all wide receiver ones on their team, uh, all target hogs on their team. Metcalf is going to have burst games for you. Um, so you got four good wide receivers there. Uh, you've got two excellent tight ends who you can plug into a flex position, Kyle Pitts and Evan Ingram. Both always have a chance to score a touchdown any given Sunday. Uh, the McPherson-Joey Myers thing, I don't know why you would go with two kickers, but, I mean, hey, you do you, boo. Whatever you got to do. I understand that you probably want to have a backup kicker, a good backup kicker one for McPherson is uh, out on a bye week. And then Bill's DST can't go against that. That's a damn good team. Uh, so, I yeah, if I were to give it a grade, I would definitely give this one a B. I will reveal that when you guys take your cameras off and you see the sexy black Han Solo, whatever you want to call it, that's that's this guy's team right here. Judge Jordan, let's say you give me the final grade for team four. So you that that little extra credit you gave him at the end that might have saved this grade for him because I I was really uh, I really like this team and then you go and do something silly like draft two kickers you guys are allowed to make waiver wire moves right like yeah no reason to draft two kickers sometimes not even a reason to draft one kicker but since I still shamelessly use your profile picture on this particular app I will also give you a B minus kind sir. B it is for the pick. Moving right along to team number five. This one is interesting. Aaron Rodgers, he waited on that QB spot. Um, got Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr is the backup. Austin Eckler, you mentioned him earlier. Aaron Jones. Jamari Gibbs, um, unfortunately having some issues there with Vaughn um, with some injury issues. But uh, receivers, Christian Watson, Mike Williams, Judy, Ayuk, uh, Michael Thomas, A. Flowers. So got some solid um, uh, receiving core there. Tight ends, pretty okay there. Some Musgrave might be a, uh, one of those shots in the dark that plays out well. Justin, what say you? Is this Mike? Uh, you can't tell me anyways. But I have a feeling this is Mike. Just because of the moody pick. Um, who else would who else would pick the San Francisco 49ers kicker? Uh, anyways, so is is this PPR or half PPR no, just straight standard? Just straight, straight missionary standard. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Well, I mean, I still kind of like that running back room. It's gonna get a lot of yards, um, rushing and receiving. There's gonna be a lot of touchdowns there. They went balls deep into getting the utility freaking, you know, running backs, man, like Eckler, Jones, Gibbs. Those are three guys that are going to put up points. Uh, the wide receivers are a solid B all around. Like every one of them is a solid B. Um, nobody's a top dog there, but there's plenty of potential for somebody to break into that, you know, alpha uh, zone, that top 12. And then uh, the tight ends will just pass on that, you know. That's that's an F, so that kind of averages out to a C. Uh, and then Moody Moody is hurt, and the Ravens. Oh, God damn! So the quarterbacks through the receivers are okay, but I still think I got to give this at least. If we're not giving C's, this is a damn B minus, if not a borderline F. 
All right. Well, let's give it to the judge. What do you think? I completely and utterly disagree with Justin on this one, actually. Uh, if this were a PPR team, this would be an A+. I love that running back room with Eckler and Jones and Gibbs. Um, unfortunately, it is not a PPR, so we do have to dock it. But I think all of those guys... Um, are good enough. I actually really like this wide receiving core. None of these are PPR wide receivers. Mike Williams, Christian Watson, right? Those are the kind of guys I'm looking for in my standard leagues. And I absolutely disagree on the tight end as well, because for me, it, it's feast on Kelsey or famine on Jake Ferguson. So for me, I, I'm giving this one the highest grade yet. I'm giving this one a straight B. A, I'm, a straight what? I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. B. Okay, I almost hit the A. Thank God. Moving right along, let's get to team number six. All right, we're halfway through this puppy. Let's look at this thing. We got Trevor Lawrence at QB, Geno Smith, a decent backup as well. Um, I. Nick Chubb, who I love as, as running back this year, Kenneth Walker, Brian Robinson Jr., receivers, Stephon Diggs, Chris Olave, Christian Kirk, Quinton Johnston, some decent receivers. Um, for, uh, Pat Fryermuth at tight end, which is said, you know, everyone thinks he's going to break out this season. So some a, a decent squad here. But, Justin, what do you say? Yeah, I like this squad. I think this is a very solid squad. Uh, this would be, you know, somebody who's just knocking on the door of playoffs. You know, you've got your guys at running back with Chubb and Walker, and then you he really hit it out of the park with his receivers, Diggs, Olave, and Kurt. Easily, you know, that's a top three receiving core right there for me. And then you add in Quentin Johnston. You never know what he's going to be. Uh, he could be something because Keenan Allen, Mike Williams consistently hurt, so there could be opportunity there. Nico Collins has shown out. Let's see if he can do something with a solid quarterback. Then Alan Lazard knows Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, we were talking about on the Dynasty show, 809 touchdowns could be his absolute ceiling right there. And I have no problem with that. You know, if you can get me those numbers as a flex, I'm okay with it. And then I, I like Fryermuth. Uh, Zerline, the Jets are going to be scoring a lot of points. And the Commanders, that might be the one I'm like, eh, a little iffy on because you got a hell of a division to beat there. That's six games where you could be scoring a lot of points against that defense. So, I, overall, I really like this. I would give it a B. All right, Judge, what say you on this one? I uh, really like this squad. This is the best, most complete team that I have seen thus far. Um, there's really not a, a, a super huge weakness on this squad. I, I'm giving this one an A. I'm sorry, one more time, my bad. Sorry. A. A plus. I'm sorry, I got the rain out here. I can't believe it. It's our first A of the class. I sure like cut of your gibberish. So our first A for Team Six. Gotta love it. Let's move right along to Team Number Seven. Um, all right, so you got Kirk Cousins. You like that at quarterback, and you got Brock Purdy to back him up. Um, got. Uh, Robinson and Ramondre Stevenson. I don't know if I put that in right. Uh, um, Gibson, Bigsby. He's got Cup, Samuel, Lockett, Moore, Addison at receivers, Darren Waller, 
set to have a good comeback year this year, and defense is the Bengals. So what do you think of this squad? Justin, my bad. Oh, yeah, you're good. Um, I think it's a solid B. I mean, it's nothing special at the quarterback position. The running backs and the wide receivers kind of balance each other out. You know, you got the workhorses in B. John Stevenson, and now you've got kind of question marks around Cup. There's always going to be question marks around Samuel as long as he's not allotted the rushing that he's been given in the past. Lockett's always solid. Moore's got a lot to prove, and Addison's a rookie. So there's, for me, there's two question marks at the end of this draft. Um, and then Waller, a lot of hype, a lot of injuries too. Carlson's sure thing, always been really good. It all depends on the Raiders getting into scoring position with him. And then the Bengals defense, I like the Bengals defense. So I'll give this one a solid B. Yeah, good squad all the way around. Um, Judge, and I can tell that I smoked a little because I thought that was Brian Robinson. I'm like, why is he on the top there? Thank you for correcting me with Bijan. Jordan, give me a final grade for this Team 7 squad. I really love Bijan Robinson. Uh, you're taking some big gambles with Cup and Debo Samuel. Uh, Tyler Lockett is, you know, he's going to be a top 15 wide receiver. Set it and forget it. Uh, I am with Justin uh, Fantasy Jesus on this one. I also give this a B. All right, let's go to team number eight. This is the team that picked up that guy, Joe Mixon, that you guys love so much. Jalen Hurts at QB. No backup for this guy. Saquon Barkley, Joe Mixon, got James Cook, A.J. Dillon. Um, can't see the other one because Travis Sumter is talking about how he hates the QBs with no rushing floor. Um, Receiver-wise, got Devonta Smith. Oh, he, there's nothing else. There you go. Devonta Smith, Mike Evans, Jahan Dotson, Michael Pittman Jr., Addison. Um, got JSN near at the end as well. Kincaid and Laporta got the rookies at tight ends and got two defenses as well um, with, with America's team's kicker. What do you think, Justin, of this squad? Oh, man, this guy should be a fantasy analyst. He kind of knows what he's doing over here. Like, wow, like he got Barkley. Even though I don't like Mixon. You got Cook and you got Dylan to back it up. Very nice. And then the, the receivers, man, there is a lot of potential in that receiving room. Just with Dodson, Pittman, and, and Jigba, or Smith and Jigba. And then you got Devonta Smith, already proven entity. Mike Evans, already a proven entity, even with shit quarterback play in the past. And Michael Pittman, already a proven entity. So there is a lot to like about this team. The only thing I will say, if I'm going to be nitpicky about it, it's very tough to put all your faith into two rookie tight ends. That's very tough to do. But I think that they'll have the firepower here to get themselves to the playoffs when hopefully these two tight ends will start going off. Indeed. You never know who that tight end that might be on the waiver wire as well. You never know how that happened. Judge, what do you say, my friend, about this squad? Finally, a roster that did it right. One quarterback, no bullshit. You got your guy, Jalen Hurts, no need to go get a backup there. You got a really great stable of running backs. Love the wide receiver. I mean, Michael Pittman Jr. would be wide receiver too on half of these teams that I've seen so far. I don't love the tight ends, but you know what? 
famine mode, baby. I don't care. Stream them tight ends all year. You're probably going to get a top 10 finisher every week. And the cherry on top is the sneaky-ass New Orleans Saints defense. This is an A-plus from me. Ooh, I like it. The A for Team A. I sure like the cut of your gibberish. Hey, let's go on. Moving right along. Travis don't like that two defense thing. I'll tell you, that is a, something I've done since I way back when, when I like the, you know, not that this is my team or anything, but when I, when I have like two defenses that I like and I can play matchups off of, because usually even no matter how good a defense is, they usually put in, put in a bad matchup and I'd rather keep them for later and rather than get snagged by someone else. So that's just been my little thing from, from wherever in the day. Team nine, let's check this one out. Josh Allen and Jared Goff got some nice QBs. Um, running back-wise, though, Khalil Herbert, Dalvin Cook, Brees Hall, Alvin Kamara. Um, <clears throat> receivers, Jalen Waddell, Brandon Cooks, OBJ. Um, got, got There's that Travis Kelsey pick. Got him early. Even got him backed up with Higby. Um, and, and himself got two defenses. Justin, what do you say about this uh, squad? I'm sorry, Fred. You get an F. <laughs> I'm sorry, Fred, but you get an F, bro. That receiver core is like make it's giving me a freaking headache. And then I look at your running backs, and I'm like, wait, he's got two running backs on the same team. Wait, he's got a running back that's suspended. Wait, he's got a running back that might not even be the starter the entire year. I'm like, oh my god. I love you, Fred, but uh, Kelsey can't save this one. <laughs> I'm, I'm like crying, laughing. I'm trying not to get near the microphone and shoving in. What do you say about this squad? All I'm going to say, if this was 2019, this would be an A triple plus, baby. But unfortunately, it is not. And oh, rough. How the hell did you get Brees Hall after Khalil Herbert or Dalvin Cook? That's what I want to know first and foremost. Um, and. Why the need to draft of anything a second tight end when you have Travis Kelsey? This one is a bona fide F, as in Hall of Fame Fred F. Here's another. Here's another question for you. Why get two Panthers wide receivers? <laughs> no. To be fair. To be fair, he, he got he got Brees Hall before. I, that was just his lineup when it's set right now. So I just uh, okay. Megson, but Fred, I'm sorry, you got called out. I didn't. It's Team Nine, guys. It's not Freddie. Oh, poor, poor friend. <laughs> I like, I like how Justin's like, yeah, we're not even gonna play that game no more. Let's go to Team Ten. We're finishing things up here. Here's Team Ten: Justin Fields and Tua as the QBs. Um, Pollard, Najee Harris, uh, Rashad White, Jalen Warren. Everyone's riding that dick this year. Raheem Mostert actually has now come up a bit in a chain. So some decent, you know, backups there now um, as well. DJ Moore, um, got Brown, got Schuster, uh, Hawkinson, great, good tight end. And I don't know why, but he picked, that was like the second defense off the board, Dolphins D, Jesus. Justin, what say you, my friend? Yeah, yikes. 
This one, I was really when I started looking at the running backs. After looking at the quarterbacks, I was like, really in that. Oh man, this could be a really solid contending team. Then I looked at the wide receivers, like fuck. Like I'm sorry when you're putting your faith in Marquise Hollywood Brown to be your number two wide receiver, man, you're gonna have problems all year long. Juju Smith-Schuster in a non-PPR format cannot save you with this one. Justin Ross, come on now. Do we really think that Justin Ross is going to be the Chiefs guy all year long? Even if he's the guy at the end, you're not going to be playing for the title at the end. So what's the point of having him right now? And then Jonathan Mingo, I've heard nothing about Jonathan Mingo. He is one of those guys that has been literally a, a a draft guy hyped up, and I've Literally heard nothing about him taking over the spot from Adam Thielen. This uh, gets a D plus, but on the scale of that, we have F. An F and D plus agreed by Travis Jordan. What say you on this one? All right, so let's let's address the elephant in the room here with Justin. Man, you you went after every single one of these wide receivers, but you didn't mention how shitty it must feel to have DJ Moore as your wide receiver one because that dude is not going to be a wide receiver one this season. Um, of all of that wide receiver group, I actually like Juju the most where he's at as that wide receiver three. Um, I think Hawkinson probably take I, – I don't don't take me don't, – don't – Get me wrong, I'm not like in love with Juju, but I, I will rock with Juju as a wide receiver three and feel more confident than rocking with DJ Moore as a wide receiver one. Um, this is another roster I think would be killer in PPR, but just it's not doing it for me in fantasy. I'm going to give this one a scale grade since he does have the quarterback to a Tagovailoa from America's team. This one gets a B minus. You're insane. Piece of advice for that team uh, that I did forget to mention, though, you should definitely hit up your boy Fred. I'm sure he is jonesing to get Jonathan Mingo on his roster as well. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, Team 10 was our back-to-back champion. You're saying not no more. Yeah, yeah, it's over. All right, let's go to Team 11 here. All right, so quarterback Lamar Jackson, Kenny Pickett as the backup. Um, Isaiah Pacheco, Samjay Perrine, Jonathan Taylor, Tyler Algier, Kenneth Gainwell, um, and Deion Jackson there. Tyreek Hill, um, Scary Terry, Chris Godwin, Drake London, uh, Darnell Mooney, some good receivers, Mark Andrews, the combo with Jackson. Great combo there and the kicker all about that Ravens offense this year and the Browns D. All right, Justin, what say you? Oh, man. It's like this guy picked Tyreek Hill, Mark Andrews, Lamar Jackson, and then just literally went down to like the freaking seventh round and started picking. Because it's like a lot of these guys, I'm like, where where are the stars? I Somebody hit me on the head. I got to see some stars. Now, Terry McLaren, Chris Godwin, Drake London, all great middle-of-the-pack players, but you need, like, somebody that's going to make an impact every single week. I, I got to give this one, unfortunately, since we have no Cs on the board, I got to give this one an F just because of how many D-level quality players are on that running back room right now. Like, Jesus Christ, who's going to start for you, bro? Isaiah Pacheco? Come on now. 
Oof. Um, by the way, ironically, he wasn't even watching. Team 10 literally just called me as you were sitting there going on, believe it or not, crazy enough. Judge, what do you say about this squad? I want to be higher on this one than Justin because I don't hate the wide receiver room. I, I think you've got a really nice floor week to week there. I don't think you're going to have a lot of duds. I think you have the shot that Drake London emerges into that, that guy that we all think he can be. I think if Jonathan Taylor was going to play this season, I might like this a lot better. I agree with Travis, uh, you know, Justin Tucker, that's that dude. I don't think this is a, a, a Freddie level team. So on the curve, I'm going to give this one a C or a, no, we don't have C's. I'm going to give it a B minus. A B for the, uh, never mind. <laughs> All righty. Well, let's fin let's finish things up with the last team of this draft, and here we go with Team Twelve in that last position. Position, excuse me, uh, Burrow, Daniel Jones as QBs. Not too shabby there. Josh Jacobs, Jeff Wilson Jr. Unfortunately with the injury. Rashad Penny, McKinnon, Gus Edwards, C.D. Lamb, T. Higgins, Hopkins, uh, Paris Campbell, and Gallup. Kittle, Goddard, to another team with two decent tight ends. Um, and we got Steelers D as well. So what do you say, Justin, about this squad? Man, it, too bad that Jeff Wilson injury happened. I'm still going to give it a B. I'm going to round up from a B-. minus. Um, this is a team that went out, got its hero RB and Josh Jacobs, um, and got a bunch of guys to play behind him. Rashad Penny has a solid chance to play. McKinnon has a solid chance to play. Um, I love the wide receivers all the way down to Paris Campbell and Michael Gallup. That's when it kind of gets sketchy. But the first three are good. Going out and getting Kittle and Goddard gives you the freedom to play one of them in your flex. And then, you know, Joey Myers, Seattle's going to score a lot of points. The Steelers always have a good defensive uh, mindset, always opportunistic. And then the quarterbacks, both in my opinion, have the potential to be that top 12 I'm saying Daniel Jones could easily be in the top 10 this year. I think this one's a B-minus team, so a B. All right, a B it is. Judge, what say you on the final verdict? I love Joe Burrow. I hate Daniel Jones. I really like Josh Jacobs. I don't really know what else you got going on in that running back room. The wide receiver starts off really strong, and, man, I, I just don't feel great about DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know if Paris Campbell will have a, any meaningful games this year, and Michael Gallup is likely to be, like, the fifth option in Dallas. I do like the double up on the tight ends this time. It's not usually a strategy that I employ. However, with Goddard and Kittle, man, I've got such a love-hate relationship with Kittle, but we've seen what he can be. Um, again, grading this on the Freddie scale, I am going to give this one a B-. minus. On the Freddie scale, you get the B. He did their best, Justin, that's actually Mike's team here, actually. This is where um, Mr. Hernandez was our last uh, team here, so he did get his tight end, at least in Kittle. Um, yes, you called it correctly, Justin. That was, or excuse me, this is actually Nick's team here, um, the one you guys were talking about. What are you going to do at the tight, or at the running back position? 
Um, this is Craig, our back-to-back -back champion. That was one we had talked about before. Now, you called this one out correctly, though. This was Fred's squad here. <laughs> that was apparently... I don't know what gave it away. <laughs> of the bunch. Um, this is the commission's team here. You know, I don't know what gave that away, but, you know, I got a something with ocean animals, apparently. Um, team seven. Um, this is our friend Mark's squad. Um, and this is our friend Nick's. Nick is not Nick Nick. This is our other friend Nick. Caligaracus, his squad. This is Ken Hubler's squad here. And we're almost finished to where we got the uh, Fred is the toilet bowl champion. All right, we talked about earlier. That's AJ. You guys, he's infamous on our show, apparently. Um, this is our boy, Eric. Uh, good, decent squad here. And let's go to Jose. This is uh, one Nick said is Mr. Irrelevant. He, had, he is the one we call the captain of the boat. He has been in our league the uh, longest without having an actual title. So, unfortunately for Jose, I know it's coming soon, though, bro, but maybe not this year. And let's go. This is the final one. This is Mr. Sunday. Greg, his squad here, he was the number one pick with, uh, with Mr. Justin Jefferson. That was what really, to me, kind of stood out in a standard league, taking a receiver first kind of took me back a little bit. Um, to be honest with you, but Hey, you know what? That's the way the cookie crumbles, obviously. All right. So guys, I appreciate you sticking with us. We hope we helped you get ready for your draft coming up this Sunday or this week. Um, whatever it may be, we're going to go to our new show schedule coming up on Monday next week. We're going to do our prediction show. Um, that's what we do every year. We're just going to do some predictions where we think teams are going to be at this season. We might even have a Mr. Sophistic, our first sophistication station um, for Monday as well. So you want to check that out. We'll have some injury news and some updates for you then. Um, then on Wednesday, we're going to have the judge himself. He's going to be here for champs or chumps. It's going to be Lions versus Chiefs. So that'll be a nice fun on your Wednesday night. And Friday, you want to check us out for our Friday night breakdown. We're going to go over all of the games, uh, get you ready to get that fantasy lineup started. And then, of course, wake up to us on Sunday at 8 a.m. Wake up with TSS Fantasy. We're going to get you started for your fantasy rosters. And, of course, we're going to see Fantasy Jesus. We can't wait. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate all of you. Appreciate my fellas for joining us. And we'll see you very soon. We are out.